This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Friends, let's be honest. Doesn't that balloon just sum up this year? <laughs> Didn't it start with so much hope, so much promise? But then many of us, at the end of this year, we're feeling deflated, defeated. Maybe some of us even feeling a little depressed. And yet after another year of stress and frustration and fatigue, this world that we live in is feeling just a little broken. Are you feeling that? Wouldn't it be great to have some good news? Uh, wouldn't it be great to feel like there was a bright future just around the corner? Uh, wouldn't it be great to have something to look forward to? I know many of us were looking forward to the restrictions lifting and enjoying the Christmas and holiday season. But as the long shadow of COVID has cast a dark cloud over those plans. So what do you do? What do you do when your plans get turned on their head? Where can we find some good news? Where can we find this good news when we can't seem to control anything going on around us? Well, friends, I want to take us back to the Christmas story. Back 2,000 years ago to the good news that has been good news for millions of people for over 2,000 years. A good news story that reminds us that even when our plans get turned upside down, we can trust the Savior in the manger. Even when our plans get turned upside down, we can trust the Savior in the manger. I think you'd agree with me that we can have a little bit of empathy for Joseph. 
For most of us, the last two years, our plans have been turned upside down. And if you look at Joseph in this passage, his plans for his desired future have been turned upside down. He's engaged to the marvelous Mary. Woo! He's so happy. But then Mary comes to him. Wouldn't this be an awkward conversation? His fiance comes to him and she says, I'm pregnant. Verse 18 tells us, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Talk about your plans being turned upside down. Your fiance is pregnant and you are not the father. Can you imagine what Joseph was feeling at that moment? Can you imagine the confusion, the frustration, the fear? How would he move forward from here? Well, Joseph actually does what I think many of us would do when our plans get turned upside down. He springs into action to try solve the problem and fix the problem himself. Do you see that? In verse 19, uh, his solution was an honorable one. Uh, he didn't want to expose Mary to public disgrace, so he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But Joseph's plans, they were not God's plans. And as the story unfolds, we see that God's plans are bigger, better, and bulletproof. In this passage, we see that God's bigger, better, and bulletproof plans offer joy, hope, and peace to a world who's had their plans turned upside down. And we see this in Matthew chapter 1, 20 through to 22, where we read, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph... Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. God's bigger, better, and bulletproof plans was that God himself was going to come near. A God's plan was always that he would enter this broken, disease-infested, unpredictable world. And he was going to set in motion his plan to restore the world and rescue the world and restore it to how it was meant to be. And these bigger, better, and bulletproof plans orbit around this marvelous miracle in Mary. And we're going to read about this miracle now. We're going to read about the birth of Emmanuel. And when we come back, we're going to explore how God's bigger, better, and bulletproof plans bring us hope, joy, and peace when our plans have been turned upside down. Let's read. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree 
that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. Well, even though the world's feeling a bit broken and it feels like our plans have been turned on their head, how can we sing joy to the world at this Christmas time? Well, we, we can, because God has a plan to bring joy to the world. But I'm sure some of you are wondering, how does that plan work out? How does a baby born 2,000 years ago bring joy into my world today? especially when Christmas seems like it's been cancelled again by COVID. Well, I want to share a little bit of a story to try to explain how Jesus brings joy to this world. It's a story I heard which grabbed my attention, and it was on the ABC. And they reported that a week out from Christmas, two anonymous people in Brisbane called up two different toy stores and said, we want to pay off all the remaining lay-by debt on all the toys that are being held at your toy store. And they paid off the debt. The store owners couldn't believe it that these two random people would call up and pay off these debts. But then inevitably, as the people who had put those toys on lay-by for their kids started to call up and say, this year has been so rough. We don't have the money to buy the toys can you just cancel our order? The toy store owners were able to say to those people, it's okay. You can come in and get your gifts. Somebody has already paid off the debt. Your kids will be able to open and unwrap those presents on Christmas morning. And the owners report that you could just hear weeping Tears of joy on the other end of the telephone line. 
You would see it when they came in to get the toys. The parents just could not believe that someone who they didn't know did this for them. And friends, this is a little bit like what Jesus does for us on a cosmic level. Uh, He came in to pay off our unpayable lay-by debt that we owed to God. That debt that we owed to God for our rejection of him and his ways. And he came near to take that punishment that we deserve for all the times that we made good things God things and sought our joy and hope and peace in those things rather than in God. And this is why he's called Jesus, which means the Lord saves. And this is why verse 21 tells us that Jesus will save his people from their sins. And he saves us. As you know, by dying on a cross, taking that debt that we owed and wiping it clean. And this is why we can be joyful at Christmas. Even when our world is broken and our plans have been turned upside down. Because Christmas reminds us that the good news is that God came near to save us when we couldn't save ourselves. And we can unlock this joy by trusting the Savior in the manger. But there's more to this story. There's more to this story. Because this Savior in the manger brings hope into hopelessness. And we saw this lived out on our newspapers and TV screens last year. Do you remember these photos? Do you remember this incident? Here we have Danny and Layla Abdallah. They lost three children. Anthony, 13. Angelina, 12. Sienna, 9. All killed by a drunk driver. Now, I, maybe like you and along with the rest of Australia, we we stood back in awe as we watched this family face this incident with poise and purpose. Their plans for their family were turned upside down. But their hope of heaven was foundational to their ability to deal with this. Actually, I want to go further. Their hope of heaven allowed them to forgive the driver. Friends, that's amazing. Uh, In an interview later, Layla said, she said, I'm sad, I'm heartbroken, but I'm at peace because I know my kids are in a better place. Now here's a couple in the midst of hopelessness, finding hope. Here's a couple trusting the Savior in the manger. Here's a couple clinging to the hope of heaven, that day where there will be no more death, no more disease, no more sickness, no more crying. And the Savior in the manger ushered in this hope when he rose from the dead, ensuring that those who trust in him will rise too. The Savior in the manger gives us hope to cling to in hopelessness, especially when our plans get turned upside down. Well, friends, lastly, the Savior in the manger gives us peace 
because it reminds us that God's plans are bulletproof. Now, I don't know about you, but over the last couple of weeks, actually over the last couple of months, I've actually found it almost comical watching the governments and the most you know, powerful governments and the most smart people that we have in this state and in this country sort of make plans and then change plans and then make new plans and then change plans. You know, two days ago we were not going to be wearing masks, but look at you all. I, I mean, do you just see them flip-flopping back and forth? No one's sure what to do. And it's unsettling, isn't it? But God is not like the most powerful people or the governments that we have. God's plans are bulletproof. They don't fail. They don't change. And we know this because he promised 700 years before Jesus' birth that it was his plan that he would come in the flesh. And, and Matthew reminds us of this in Matthew 1.22. He says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. And friends, it was always God's plan to come near. It was always God's plan to come in the flesh. It was always God's plan to come in and save this broken and hurting world. His plan never changed. His plan was always to be the saviour in the manger. And friends, in the world of ever-changing plans, we can have peace because God's ultimate plan is bulletproof. It hasn't changed. And we can have joy, hope, and peace because those who trust in the Savior in the manger are free of their sins. They're looking forward to their heavenly home, and they're able to place whatever we're going through into a much broader plan, God's plan. And friends, this is good news. This is good news for a world that's hurting. This is good news for you and me. This is an eternal hope that we need. And this is a plan that offers us safety and security that we seek. When our plans are turned upside down, Christmas reminds us that we can trust the Savior in the manger. And we're going to hear a little more about this. We're going to hear about how when bronze plans were turned upside down, she was able to trust the Savior in the manger.